Hello and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. During this unprecedented period impacting us all, we are creating and sharing some extra episodes that we hope you find available, either particularly timely or relevant or that allow for some distraction. This episode is part of our Heroku in the Wild series and we hope that you enjoy it. Hello, hello! Welcome to Codish. My name is Julian Duque. I'm a lead developer advocate here at Heroku. And today we have an episode about giving back in today's world. Today I have two guests from Soft Giving. I have Matt Falsgraf, the founder and CEO, and Brian Wetzel, CTO at Soft Giving. Hello, Matt and Brian. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for joining us here today at Codish. And please, why you don't introduce yourself? Uh, Matt, tell us a little bit more about you. Sure. My name is Matt Falchgraf, and I'm the founder and CEO of SoftGiving. Uh, I started SoftGiving uh, just a little over four years ago with the uh, mission to improve the way that charities were able to engage the next generation of donors. Having been on the board of a couple of charities myself, I saw the disconnection. And uh, so I, I left my job in the payments industry to uh, pursue uh, a passion of mine. And um, four years later, still still going at it. Awesome. And what about you, Brian? I've been in fintech for the last decade or so. Most of that has been in the Atlanta startup scene, building a variety of different Ruby on Rails apps. I started at SoftGiving about a, a year and a half ago. And uh, for me, uh, it was a nice switch from using that FinTech skill to build stuff for businesses to then apply that uh, to raise funds for charities. Let's uh, tell our listeners about SoftGiving, what it is, what are you trying to solve? How are you trying to solve it? So SoftGiving were really two things. First and foremost, we're a fundraising platform that allows influencers, uh, whether they influence on Twitter, Instagram, um, primarily we focus on live stream influencers. We allow them to create custom campaigns to raise funds for their favorite cause. And we do that through our fundraising platform that we build custom overlays for live streams. We build in gamification. We build in easy to manage a customer interface around reporting and uh, digital wallets, all, all the nine yards. So the latest and greatest in fundraising capabilities. And we do so at no cost to the charity and uh, make it wide, widely available. The, the other part of soft giving is we go out there on behalf of the charity and, and activate influencers and brands on their behalf. And so we're a full service agency and that we really connect all the critical elements to make a successful campaign and bring influencers uh, to charities they may have never heard about, uh, bring in brands that have an opportunity to support causes and influencers they care about in a great symbiotic system that allows them to raise more money for the causes that they all collectively care about together. Very interesting. So me, well, I don't consider myself uh, an influencer. That would be a lot to say. But I do have an audience I stream on Twitch to Latin American and Hispanic communities. So I do it in Spanish. 
So I will be able to use soft giving to start a fundraising to any cause, any cause I want, or do you recommend uh, causes to influencers? You could uh, pick um, nearly any charity in the world that you would like to raise money for uh, on our platform and, and can go to a soft giving website, create your campaign in just a couple of minutes and uh, begin uh, loading up your overlays uh, through uh, whichever platform you choose to, to use, Stream Elements, Stream Labs, and uh, through that, your your audience can then start giving to your campaign. The alerts will start popping up uh, on your stream. Total amounts raised will start increasing. You can execute giveaways for your audience so that they, by donating, they can win prizes. All that you can do today, regardless of the size of your audience. So I can imagine these uh, like using. As celebrities, influencers, you are reaching to a lot of people that is interacting with your platform. Millions. And so what what we enable the influencer to do, typically influencers, uh, they create content daily, but they don't raise money daily. And so when it comes to activating their audience uh, to raise money for a cause, you know, they're kind of going into it for the first time or they're not quite sure what they're doing or they they might have some... Um, hesitancy just around uh, wanting to, to raise money, but wanting to it, it be a successful campaign. And so that's where we come in and, and help them through the entire process if they if they would like our help to make sure that their campaign is set up in a way that's going to be authentic to their audience and really connect and also create great content that helps them grow their audience all at the same time raising funds for, for great causes. Everything is online. Uh, you are adding all of the different tooling for influencers and charities to start uh, working online. How the current situation, like the current events, have uh, impacted uh, soft giving? Are you seeing like way more activity lately? Like more people raising money for different activities right now? How it's looking like in today's world? So the uh, the events of this year through the Australian wildfires that uh, were only six months ago um, and, and COVID starting in uh, March and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, all of these events really, everybody can probably agree, it's been a pretty chaotic year for everybody. And so what that did was it triggered a lot of influencers to to really think for the first time, like, Hey, this is a cause like I care about. I want to get involved. You know, I can't put out uh, wildfires myself. I can't uh, go in and help uh, patients infected with with COVID. I might not be able to participate in the protest, or I want to do more than just pr participate in the protest. And so that's when they they get the passion to want to go out and help these causes. And the next thing they think is like, okay, well, what what do I need to do next, and how do I do it? And, and that's when they come to us and say, hey, these things are important to me and my audience. How can I make this as, uh, as effective as possible? And that's when we work with them and, and really make sure that we tailor that to their audience in a meaningful and impactful way that uh, really uh, speaks to the, the cause that they're trying to, to raise funds for. And uh, over the last couple of months, that's expanded to brands that have seen the work that we've done and they want to get engaged as well. It's, it's really important for them to support causes that their customers care about. And so that's when they've been in, 
engaging and reaching to us and we've been activating their philanthropy through our charity streams. And so additional funds are being raised, additional items are being given away for those that donate. Um, the, the gamification has increased. And so it's really been this great relationship where the influencers and the brands have really leaned on each other to, to raise money for great causes. And with everything that's been happening in the world, it just has kept uh, pushing people to, to do more, um, which has then just led to uh, more philanthropy and, and more online fundraising. Yeah, I'd also say that um, it's been affected by the lack of in-person events, right? And uh, charity streams, I think, have proven to be a fantastic way uh, for charities to be able to uh, raise funds when they couldn't otherwise. And, you know, I don't think it's temporary. I think that what we're really seeing is that it's providing a level of engagement and fundraising that you really can't get uh, in another way. Yeah, I think it's uh, fantastic that this is a, a possibility and an opportunity for a lot of people. I have seen like uh, gaming groups and other people jumping into into start doing more charity online. I mean, they have a great reach, a great audience, and normally people are giving money to these influencers just for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Why don't you use that space for okay, it's time to give back. I've been on the spotlight for a while and I have and I have built a community. Why don't you use the power of that community to help uh, the people that really needs it and especially in these in these present times. So you mentioned that it's any charity in the world. So if I want to do a fundraising with, let's say, a group in Colombia where I'm originally from, can I do it? How can I... Uh, do the connection between that charity and uh, soft giving. So we partner with a, uh, a U.S.-based charity called the Gavinga Foundation, and and what they serve is is a, a connection to charities all over the world. And so, if there's a charity that's not currently on our platform, and somebody is interested in raising funds for them, we would then reach out to our partner, uh, Gavinga Foundation, and and provide them the prerequisite information. They would then do the due diligence on that charity, make sure that they're they're legitimate, that they're registered properly, uh, that uh, the funds are being used how they're supposed to, and uh, and go through a, a pretty thorough um, validation process. And then once that is has been cleared, then we put them on our platform, and uh, the the influencer or user can can select them to to raise funds. What has been the biggest challenge specifically in these in these times that you have seen like a uh, increase in people running charities? And, and I'm not talking right now on the tech at a technical level, because mm -hmm. obviously there is a technical challenge involved that we want to discuss later. But besides that technical aspect, what has been the most uh, difficult or challenging part of uh, the current events that uh, that we are experiencing? I would say for for soft giving, the most challenging, the biggest challenges that we've run into is um, you have a lot of people doing it for the first time, and and so there's a, a significant um, amount of effort that goes into getting um, somebody properly trained and getting their campaign set up, and with a lot of these events that had triggered this kind of uh, really rush of of need. 
in demand. And so for us, we, we've been forced to scale up our operations very quickly, uh, make our processes more efficient, and, and making sure that we are uh, providing great customer service to, to every influencer, charity, brand that, that comes through our door. Um, because when, when a world event occurs, everybody rushes at the same time to, to want to get involved. And with that, it just causes just a, a significant spike in, in demand. And, and we, when, when you haven't had a, a year like 2020 with all the different events, it, uh, it, it takes um, a lot of flexibility and creativity to, to be able to respond um, quickly to those challenges. Yeah, I think it's, we have to be really wise as we interpret the growing demand as uh, new folks are getting engaged, understanding uh, what to build, what not to build. I think it's really important for us to keep, you know, you think of it as like a, a rocket ship that's taking off. We're sort of building it as it's taking off. We have to keep it lean. And so a lot of times it's, it's harder to figure out what not to build than it is to come up with things to build. And so I would say that that also has been part of the challenge. No shortage of ideas and opportunities. It's just a matter, it, it, it has been a challenge. Uh, to try and uh, stay focused and take advantage of those opportunities. Do you offer or do you have any sort of resources on how to successfully run a campaign? Let's say I'm a new into this world. I want to run a campaign, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to engage with the people, how to run it successfully. Do you offer some sort of service to help people run successful campaigns? Absolutely. And so that's um, that's a key differentiator between us and other platforms in the space is that we will uh, work with somebody hand in glove to um, look at the, the size of the audience and be able to help them uh, size up what's an appropriate fundraising goal for them, what are proper incentives based on the kind of content they create and the, the type of um, audience um, and personality that they have and so that they can create fun incentives that will really um, engage their audience and, and encourage them to donate more uh, to the we'll, we'll work with them on like the brands that they partner with to ensure that they are um, partnering with brands that meet their profile and, and, and really resonate with the cause that they're raising money for and, and who their audience will respond to to the design of their their page and the design of their alerts and, and overlays um, every step of the process up into the campaign going live where uh, we'll provide real-time feedback during the, the length of the campaign to give them some pointers on what wow. things they might want to be able to try differently or when they might want to trigger a, a giveaway to start, all these different things that um, can be uh, monumental in the difference in the success of, uh, of a campaign. We actually just had a, um, a campaign last weekend uh, where this streamer, you know, who's also an influencer named A-Drive, uh, raised over $94,000 over the course wow. of a couple days. And uh, just previously in that month, he had done a campaign with uh, a competitor of ours and only raised $2,000. And so there's a, a staunch difference in like what he was able to achieve with our platform because we, we worked with him and, and really made sure he had the tools he, he needed to succeed where when he used the other platform, it was kind of like given like a blank canvas and, you know, 
told to go figure it out. We actually had a brand component of that campaign as well. And on top of the $94,000 raised, um, the, the brand was actually uh, sold about $40,000 in product uh, because there was a, a donation tied to each uh, product sold. And so they actually gained 1,000 new customers that they had not previously uh, activated. And so those are some things that we really feel like distinguish ourselves versus uh, others in the space and things that we pride ourselves on because it really does make a difference. Well, and what about those technical challenges? I mean, I can imagine that uh, specifically lately you have been getting a lot of uh, new traffic, more people mm -hmm. contributing to campaigns or more people jumping also to uh, create campaigns. Let's talk about a little bit about uh, the technical part of self-giving. Yeah, so certainly there are, um, there's been some more organic growth uh, lately and sort of the growing base volume has been increasing, but I think it's at a high level, it's really important to appreciate the difference between sort of a live experience and an on-demand experience, right? So in a, in a live experience, you know, you get you know, one chance to get it right. Okay, and then it's over. It's not like you get to come back to it. There could be a dramatic difference in the effect of the campaign if we can't stand up to the traffic, right? It's not like we get another shot at it. That was it. That was the campaign. And so there's a need to, one, have a, a huge emphasis on quality. But then also the challenge has become, uh, because it's happened so fast, trying to predict where is the pressure going to be in terms of scalability. I mean, one way to think about this is the platform uh, has to scale differently depending on which area the platform is being exercised. So for instance, there's you have one streamer which could have five, 10, or even 50,000 concurrent viewers. Okay, we have to support both the streamer and the donor, potential donor, right? So you can see that there could even be the dramatic difference in the amount of traffic coming. And then you see there's, it's very uh, spiky, even in terms of those campaigns for, you know, one campaign could have easily 10 times the traffic in an instance because a giveaway they're doing. And so uh, we, we have to be able to um, support that type of uh, behavior. It has to happen real time, right? Because if it were to go down in that instance, how many donations did we just lose? And the other thing is, you know, externally, uh, especially as we're uh, learning to uh, apply these same methodologies outside of the streaming space, if we're working with celebrities or something like that, you get a celebrity tweet. And for instance, and the, and the traffic pattern for that is, you know, a massive spike and then sort of a teetering off. And so those are the types of things that we have to be able to be ready to support. And, and how are you supporting those type of, of challenges right now? Yeah, I would say primarily uh, having a healthy separation of concerns. So I mentioned sort of the two different types of users. So recognizing that those different user interactions need to scale differently. So this, I would say six months ago is when this really started to become apparent as the Australian wildfires picked up, we began to see uh, some patterns in the experience, where the traffic is coming, that type of thing. Uh, what we ended up doing 
was trying to optimize the donation experience such that it's fast, right? Um, so pretty much the entire donation experience, when you go to the donation page, everything is cached so that it's immediate. That would be one way that we've done that. We've, we've separated the code bases for the donation experience and where those things are hosted versus the uh, influencer experience, which has a lot more real-time uh, WebSocket interaction and that traffic is uh, sort of separated so that has a lot to do with the other thing that we've we've done is um, as we've scaled up to performance boxes, which was sort of a progressive uh, effort for us. As we scaled up to performance boxes, enabling auto scaling, right? That's one way that we're able to handle these spikes in traffic. What technologies are you using for for the platform? Yeah, um, Ruby on Rails. Okay, so the main application and the APIs are done in Ruby on Rails. Uh, we do all of our front-end work in React. But, you know, one of the things we did, I mentioned trying to keep the app lean. So we're very ruthless about determining what is core to what is soft-giving and what is not. And and the idea is to keep what is core, let the folks that do that well handle that for us so that we can focus our development efforts on building out the things that bring value to our customers, raising donations, providing good experience for influencers. So like I already mentioned that we we do caching. So I'll use CloudFront for that and uh, WebACL. And so payment processing, we try to push that off of our system. We let someone else handle payment processing for us, those types of things. And uh, as we as we grow, we continue to try to determine uh, what platforms are best to serve these various needs. Yeah, and, and with the payment service, I guess it works everywhere. Oh yeah, we have donors all over the world. Yeah, we support um, you know debit, credit card, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Venmo, PayPal. Over half of our transactions are done through digital wallets. I would say probably at least a hundred countries have probably. Uh, we probably have received funds from. Well, do you have any uh, advice for people that are also looking to build up a solution that scales as, for example, soft giving? We have seen other applications that has the same issue. For example, uh, one of our customers, they run a nonprofit that teach people how to vote and mm -hmm. uh, where to vote specifically in, in the United States. And they face the same challenge. When a celebrity invites people to vote, they get millions of people at the same time consulting information and they need to to scale as well. Do you have any specific advice for people that want to build a platform like this? Uh, what to take into account at the beginning yeah. and the other type of challenges they might face? And I would say that um, a lot of it largely starts with your process. So when we ruthlessly try to keep our footprint small, and I think that is a matter of, in terms of, you know, scaling, responding quickly to change, but also reducing complexity in your application. So I really do think that's very important. Uh, understanding what's working and what's not working, being willing to pay down that technical debt to change it. And uh, I think that's one thing, you know, I appreciate, you know, Matt and our ability to have done that. 
and uh, obviously we can always do it better. It's a, it's a hard line to walk. But then after that, it, it really is recognizing uh, what needs to be uh, real time, what can be cached, and recognizing which areas of your app need to scale and which ones don't. Again, I go back to we, we're reluctant to build things. Uh, I want to see the manual process work first and then understand how that works and incorporate that into the application. You know, there are a lot of areas that you can predict, you know, scalability problems, but largely you don't know where the leak in the dam is until, you you know, the water starts coming out. Do you have anything else to add or uh, how to motivate people to start getting involved uh, with self-giving and starting campaigns? Or why not discovering influencers that are like running campaigns right now? If you're an influencer or if you're, um, you know, you're just looking to create a, a campaign that has a, like a great looking, you know, user interface page that you want to ac have access to, you know, all the available digital wallets. There's there's never a bad time to to start something and, and start reaching out to your your network and your audience and your friends, family to to raise funds um, and and we're available to to help you make that be successful. If um, if you're a brand and you're looking to, you know, reach a, a new customer base, um, our network is um, dominated by those that are 18 to, to 35 years old. And so we reach a, a really hard to reach demographic that charities and brands traditionally can't reach because they don't check their email, they don't watch TV, they have ad blockers on. And so it's a great opportunity to really uh, do some cause marketing, engage in a new audience and, and bring on, uh, you know, new customers in an innovative way uh, through our platform. If you're just looking to, to check out some of our campaigns, we run a lot on Twitch. Uh, we also do a lot on Facebook gaming and YouTube live, um, but you can see them, you know, going almost all the time. We have a, a big event on July 11th with Wiz Khalifa, uh, where he is going to be uh, doing a charity stream uh, for Rise Above the Disorder. It's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of fun games played, a lot of fun interaction with the audience. Uh, Rise Above the Disorder provides free mental health to those in need and those that can't afford it. They've served over 35,000 people across the 120 countries. And you can catch that on uh, wizandfriends.com. That'll be the main page. And then it'll also be uh, linked to Twitch. So, well, Matt, Brian, thank you very much for joining us here at Codish. Uh, this is a fantastic story. And I hope a lot of people get inspired and start running campaigns. And why not contributing to other campaigns that are like running right now? And I hope all of you all there that are listening to this episode, go to Softgiving, uh, take a look and start getting involved. Because right now, and especially right now, it is the time to give back. Thank you very much again, Matt and Brian. And see you on the next episode of Codish. My name is Julian Duque. And muchas gracias. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Codish podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Codish or any of Heroku's podcasts, 
please visit heroku.com slash podcast.